Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Did everybody get a folder or notebook? Okay, thank you. And are you all okay if I sit down and teach? I'm much more comfortable that way. Okay, thank you. Um, this little notebook came about because... Um, I don't. I didn't get to hear everything Tom said, but when we first started the healing rooms, uh, prophetic ministry, we would do it once a month. And the Lord said one time to me, why are you limiting me to once a month? And so we started doing it every week. So that in turn brought about a need for more training. And um, so the book, this book is, a, is fruit for that. And uh, we usually do it as a separate training, not on the same day as the healing training. So thank you guys for staying. That's really awesome of you. Um, the purpose of this training is to make sure that we're all on the same page on how we share what we hear the Lord saying. And the Lord's heart is to bless his people. So um, one of the main ways to, or one of the fun ways to do that is through prophetic words. It's always been a passion of mine. When I first was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was a teenager. And the people that trained me said, you know, prophecy, desire, desire first to prophesy. So I took them literally and uh, have just been hungry for it my whole life, have had different kinds of training um, re regarding the prophetic, and there's always something new to learn, always. It's also fun that every class is different because when you let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do, he just has fun and unique ways of blessing people. So this class will be interactive. We will do a couple of workshops where you will actually get to activate the prophetic gifting in you. So as uh, I kind of like to get a feel for who has given encouraging or prophetic words before. Can you raise your hands? Okay, most of you. So are there any of you here that it's going to be just a real stretch for you? It won't, it won't be. It'll be fun. It'll, we start out easy, so uh, it'll, get, it'll get easier. Let's tr uh, turn to page four in your book. And I'll just go over real quick what the, what the overview will be. We're going to discuss the definition and purpose of prophecy. Uh, we'll talk about the requirements and the boundaries for ministry, although we'll go over that pretty quick because some of the stuff in the training manual is specifically geared to our healing team. What are the pitfalls of prophetic ministry and how do we avoid them? Um, how can you learn to speak accurately into the lives of others? How do you judge a prophetic word? And then uh, throughout, we'll have ministry time. So if you have questions uh, anytime during the whole thing, please feel free to ask, okay? Um, the first thing that I would like to do to kind of get that prophetic anointing stirred up in you is I would like for you to just take a few minutes and ask the Lord to speak to you and then write down what he's showing you. It could be for the group. It could be for the region. It could be for somebody in the class. It could be for you. Whatever it is, is fine. So just write it down, and then we'll take some volunteers and share that. And you'll be amazed at what the Lord's going to bring forth. It's so much fun. It could be a, a picture or a scripture. He could show you a, a, a scene, or he could give you specific words. There's no limits here. 
Well, I'll share what I got. I saw the Lord take a golden ladle uh, and he dipped it into this pot of glory. And then he put a ladle on each of our heads. And um, each ladle was customized for the person receiving it. Uh, it. It brought increase in areas that you already function. It brought new anointings. It brought supply where there was lack. And as the glory spread from the top of your head on down, things started to clear up. You know how uh, uh, a fuzzy picture photo will suddenly come into focus when your camera starts to focus? It was like that. So the glory was going to bring clarity and um, greater understanding. And the Lord has something for each of us. So thank you guys for, for sharing that. Um, let's turn to page four or uh, page five. <clears throat> the definition and purpose of prophecy. Prophecy. I like Graham Cook's um, definition, and and by the way, he's written several really good books on the heart of prophecy. So I recommend him as a source if you are interested in that. Uh, it's an inspired communication by God, man speaking forth God's heart, mind, and purpose by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy primarily builds up, encourages, comforts, and communicates a fuller counsel of God and his people. So essentially, prophecy is sharing God's message as the Holy Spirit leads, all for the purpose of affirming, supporting, cheering people up. And then Matthew 4, 4 says, it is, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's word is alive, it's active, it's full of power, and it doesn't return void. And if, and if you have the opportunity to release his word into someone's life, take that opportunity. Even if it's scary at first, it's worth it. So some of the purposes of prophecy, <clears throat> uh, to encourage and uh, exhort and comfort, and that's found in 1 Corinthians 14.3. We're not going to look up every scripture just because I know you've had a long day. And you can look up those on your own. Um, another purpose of prophecy is for a specific revelation. It can stir and motivate God's people to action. I know the first time I received a word that I felt like was directly from God for me, I got so excited. And I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't even sleep that night because I knew that God knew who I was. And he cared about what mattered to me. And when the the creator of the universe knows who you are. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> so that's what prophecy does. It makes people aware that God knows them and knows their situation. Uh, a prophetic word can bring insight, prophetic insight. It can be a reminder of past events or uh, can uh, share impact on current circumstances. It can clarify current events and it can predict the future. Uh, when we're in the, the prophetic rooms, uh, we'll talk a little bit later about the difference between the office of a prophet and then just the gift of prophecy. We only operate in the gift of prophecy in the healing rooms. That's, uh, we stay within the boundaries of encouraging, exhorting, comforting, and um, it's a lot of fun. We do have people on our teams that get very specific words, and because I trust them and because they've proven themselves to me in the past, I will give them freedom to share those, and it's, it's so much fun to see how it impacts the people receiving it. Prophecy can be an evangelistic tool and um, bring people to the Lord. Someone, if you share something God is showing you about a total stranger, all of a sudden they realize God knows who they are and he's real. And so it can open the door for you to, sh to lead them into the 
kingdom. It can bring conviction. So um, those are just some of the very basics. And that's what this booklet is. It's just some of the very basics. There's some excellent books out there on the prophetic. Uh, when, when prophecy was being restored to the body of Christ uh, in the, I think it was in the 80s, it was pretty messy. Uh, it, Mike Bickle was a big part of that in Kansas City. Vineyard was a big part of that. Um, but we've matured, thankfully, by the grace of God, and, and uh, there's a lot more order in that, in that area. So it's very encouraging now. I, I've been in meetings where um, the speaker would get up and call out sin in front of, you know, in, in a person's life in front of everybody else. And we just don't believe that's God's heart. You know, if, if God shows you someone's sin, it's either for you to pray about or to talk with them privately if he won't let it go. But we always want the, to honor the people that we prophesy to. That's God's heart to them, to build them up. So that's the, the key thing is to excuse me, let love be your motivating factor. So there's different levels of prophecy. On page six, we have um, encouraging words, which is what we do uh, just on a date, you know, one-on-one basis. People have dreams and visions. Um, with a show of hands, could I just see who has had dreams or visions? God always has more, <clears throat> though, for you. So don't ever be content where you are. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, just always ask him for further clarification, more dreams, more visions, uh, other ways that he wants to talk to you. There's prophetic ministry, which is what we do in the healing rooms. And then there's an office of a prophet. And those would be people like uh, Bob Jones, who recently went home to the Lord, and, and uh, John Paul Jackson, and... Um, there's Graham Cook, uh, Patricia King, Larry Randolph. There's quite a few. There's a li <coughs> list there of different people. Well, I have some. It's just I haven't talked this much. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, requirements for prophecy is that you have a love and compassion for people, that you have a desire to prophesy, that you are available, full of faith, and obedient. It's your availability, not your ability, that God is looking for. Be humble and meek. Um, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Have knowledge of God's word. Seek God's glory and not your own. It's really critical for prophetic people to spend time with the Lord uh, in their quiet time just so that they can um, keep in tune with what he's saying to them. It's real important that you don't add Hamburger helper, I call it hamburger helper. It's, it's when God gives you a, like a phrase and all of a sudden you decide you needed to add to it. Um, there are times when the Lord wants you to unpack a word and he wants you to give further clarification. But don't just keep talking to be talking. Don't um, talk to fill in the silence. It's okay to just give one phrase and stop. I've seen God honor that. And um, he oftentimes will use other team members to fill in the, the difference. Be free of a critical spirit and let your aim be to please God, not man. Um, honor, 
God tells us to honor all people. In 1 Peter 2, 2, 17, he says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. What we're doing when we prophesy over people is we are honoring them. We are choosing to put love into action, and we are giving them a position of high value and worth. We've seen people come into the healing rooms who've never, ever had that experience in their life. <coughs> They've never had anybody speak life into them. I'll never forget the time a young Hispanic man came in, and as we were prophesying to him, a friend had just brought him in. He had never heard of us or anything. Tears just started streaming down his face because of the things that we were saying to him, just how much God loved him and what a leader he was and just the things God was showing us about him. And at the end, he said, no one has ever talked to me like that in my entire life. It just blew him away. And it was just such a treasure to see that. And that's still my favorite part is when the first timers come in and they've never had a word from the Lord before. It's just fun to see their face change from from like, oh yeah, to wow. So uh, just know that it's a valuable gift and that um, God will let you, uh, he will use you whenever you let him. Okay, the only requirements is that you uh, just be willing that you, uh, well, I already read some of those. So just yield to the Holy Spirit and um, he will direct your paths. Let's move over to page nine. Some of the boundaries that we have uh, had to, we've learned the hard way actually. <laughs> so um, we have people come in, they sign in. We have a little sheet that we have them read that it, part of the responsibility falls on them. Whatever, we, we share what we think we hear God is saying to them. It's their responsibility to put that before the Lord, to judge it according to scripture. You know, they have a part in all this. When we first started, we didn't have anybody sign papers or anything. We just let people come in. One of the first young men we got was a brand new baby Christian. And I was in the room, and so I know what the things that were prophesied over him one of the things was, did he have a heart for Africa? You know, we felt like God was saying that he had put, you know, missions in his heart. Well, this man, he took it literally. He was a new, uh, he was just newly married. He told his wife they were going to sell everything and move to Africa. Well, that's not what we meant at all. So we had to start putting some boundaries in and some guidelines because because he was such a new Christian. He hadn't had a chance to mature in that area. His mother-in-law called us. So that's how we found out about it. And we kind of had to do some correcting in that regard. But it was a good learning experience for both of us. And um, now we are careful how we word things and how you share things. Well, this is what I think I hear the Lord saying, not the Lord said or thus says the Lord. You don't say it like that with such authority because we can be wrong. You know, we're human. So <clears throat> we are blessed with amazing people on our teams that are very accurate. But that has come through years and years of practice and uh, listening and being being willing to be corrected being humble before the lord being teachable so those are all very important qualities it's very easy to get proud if you start nailing those words and it's like well who am i in the bag of chips you know um it's not you it's god it's the holy spirit in you you couldn't even do it if the holy spirit wasn't in you so just don't forget that and you'll be fine we never ever tell people to go off their medicines um we, we have uh, knowledgeable people on our teams, people that are knowledgeable about, about natural medicine and those kind of things. Um, prophecy is not counseling, and that's probably one of our biggest pitfalls is that because people are natural teachers 
uh, or counselors, they want to share that information. So because of that, we limit, we time our prophecies to seven or eight minutes so that we don't fall into that trap of counseling and, prof and, um, and giving them advice because, and teaching them. Uh, afterwards, if you feel, really feel strongly that the Lord is saying, well, go ahead and share this with them, we'll catch them as they're going out the door or something. But uh, we have, and part of the, the blessing is that is when we email people their prophecies, we cannot email something that's over like eight minutes long. It won't, it won't go through the system. So that's a, a good uh, natural check for us. Never say, thus saith the Lord, or any var variation of that phrase. It insinuates that we are infallible and never subject to making errors. While we do seek to hear clearly from the Lord, it would not be unusual for us to stumble in our gift due to distractions or from being new to the gift of prophecy. Only the Lord is perfect, and we do not ever want the Lord to be blamed by an individual, individual for something that we said, which wasn't what God intended. Instead, just say something like, I believe I hear the Lord saying, or I think the Lord would have me say. Once in a while, the Lord will um, allow you to become aware of a negative trait in a person when they can't come in. You can just see it, or it gives you a word of knowledge. That doesn't mean he wants you to prophesy that negative thing over them. He wants you to flip it. So if you see somebody, if like if you see a spirit of anger resting on somebody when they come in, um, the Lord doesn't want you to go say, I see that you're a very angry person. What, he, what you can do to flip that is you can say, well, I believe the Lord wants to give you more peace. You know, and um, there's ways that you can word things that help, help it be more, more easily received. Um, sometimes he just shows you something because he wants you to pray about it. So he'll give you wisdom in the moment. One time we had a, a young man come in and uh, one of the team members literally gasped when he sat down. And I could tell that something had shaken her up. And so after, and she was pretty quiet during the whole prophetic ministry time. And so when it was all over, I asked her what was going on. And she said, when he sat down, I saw a demon looking right at me through his eyes and it threw me off. And then I just started quietly taking authority over it. And he was able to receive all the good words that God had for him. But it caught her off guard because she had that gift of discerning of spirits. And uh, you, so you just kind of have to be ready for uh, anything uh, in, the, well, in both, in the healing ministry and in the prophetic ministry. Um, <clears throat> We want to be tactful. We don't want to uh, give out personal information. And just as a protection to our team, uh, we ask that you don't give out your phone number or, or things like that. We just want to keep it very professional. Um, on page 11, oh, yeah, I'll come to that in a minute. On page 11, some of the pitfalls that uh, we see. Don't ever think that you can't be used because... On that page, it lists all the people in the Bible that God used that had faults, that had problems. Noah was a drunk. You know, after the ark came back on the land, he, um, he drank a lot of alcohol and got drunk. Um, Abraham was too old, but he still had babies. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused by his brothers. Moses stuttered. Gideon was afraid. And, and it just goes down the list. God can use anybody. If you're available, he wants to use you. And it's, it gives him more glory when he uses weak vessels because it's obvious that it's not us. It's obvious that it's God. Lazarus was dead. God used him. 
<laughs> raised him from the dead. But some of the main ways that the enemy tries to um, make you think that you're not making a difference is he brings discouragement. And he says, there's no point in me going. I can't really hear God, so it won't make a difference. I don't make a difference. As, have we all heard that one? Usually those are the nights he's going to use you the most. You know, when the enemy's working the hardest to keep you there, keep you from going or keep you from saying something, it's because he knows that God's going to use it in a powerful way. The truth is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Even if we only made a difference for one person that night, like there's been nights at the healing rooms when I've just been so tired physically, I didn't want to minister, but there was one person that God used me to say something or, you know, to minister in some way, and then I knew that I knew that was why I was there. And if it's just one person, it's worth it. It's worth it to God. Um, don't let resentment or jealousy interfere. Uh, some, you know, we have facilitators that lead the team. Don't ever listen to the enemy when he says, I should have been the one to lead the team. After all, I am the most experienced, the older, better at this or whatever lie he chooses to tell you. Just be humble. Just let him use whoever he wants. Let the Lord use whoever he wants to use. He will honor you and bless you for your submission to that. Uh, it's a good opportunity to grow and to learn. We, we have learned the hard way that prophetic people are the m most strong-willed. <laughs> and the most, uh, they have, you know, prophetic people can be very black and white. And so they have very strong personalities. We've run into it where team members couldn't work with certain team members and we want to keep the peace and so we make sure that we don't let those people work together if someone comes to us if there's conflict we keep them apart for a few weeks in the meantime Tom and I are praying about it and before long we realize or the person realizes well maybe I can work with them and pretty soon after a while those team members can work together we don't we don't um we, we don't give people a hard time about that. We just let the Holy Spirit work in his timing, and it always works out. I've seen such growth in people uh, by allowing the Holy Spirit to work that way. So there may be people you're incompatible with in the beginning, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And many times I've found personally, those are the people God's going to use in my life to do some sharpening and, and to do some pruning. So just be teachable again. Um, we used to pray. Lord, if there's anything that's not of you in this prophecy, let it fall away. But then we realized that that was introducing doubt. And we, didn't, we just stopped doing it. And we just trust the Lord that if there, is things that, if there are things that uh, were said, he has the way to either make them forget it, or he can turn it, or he can bring someone else to bring further clarification. We've just put that in God's hands, and um, we've had really good results by doing that. Don't be tactless, uh, either with your teammate or with your, the people that you're prophesying to. Um, like, don't say, well, that was really dumb. You shouldn't have said that. Or, or I mean, it may have been really dumb, but, but don't, um, especially in front of the, the, the person that you're prophesying to, never correct anybody. Whoever the lead person is for that team can talk to the person afterwards, after the person has already gone out. But it's a good learning guide, and um, most of the time, our, our leadership is, is very uh, skilled at bringing teachable moments out of those kind of situations in ways that make you feel valued, not condemned. So that just comes also with maturity and with growth.
Just be aware that the enemy uses the same tricks on everybody. He, might, he likes to make you think that you're not making a difference. He likes to make you think that um, it's worthless, that you're wasting your time, and that could, couldn't be further from the truth. So um, we're going to skip the next section of uh, creating an atmosphere. You guys pretty much know, already know how to do that as far as your healing team. And, and um, one of the things that we've run into is that people will come in week after week after week the same people will come in week after week for words. And you know what? That is fine because God always has a fresh word for you. He's the God that created the universe. He, he created, I don't know how many thousands of different kinds of beautiful colored fish that swim under the ocean that nobody can see. Why wouldn't he have a fresh word for you? So um, if you get frustrated or, or um, tired of giving words to the same people, just say, Lord, I don't have it in me. Take over. And he does every time. And then it'll amaze you what will come out because it'll be even better than you could have thought or imagined to bless this person. So, so never uh, let it grow old for you because he always makes it new. Um, it says in Romans 12, 6 through 8, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If serving, then serve teaching then teach, to encourage then give encouragement, giving then give generously, to lead do it diligently, to show mercy do it cheerfully. So um, anybody can give an encouraging word. The Lord says that he wishes that all would prophesy. What does that tell you? He wants to get his word out to people. So even if this is a new area for you, I would encourage you to step out and ask the Lord to, for him to give you words. If you're in the grocery store, Ask him to give you a word for somebody that's in, the, in front of you in line or behind you. It's just uh, very fun. And you can do it in such a way that it just seems like you're encouraging them. It doesn't have to say, well, I have a word from the Lord for you. It doesn't have to be that formal. Um, but you can always brighten people's day. Um, there is a little video that I wanted to show you guys. Because the word says in, in John 10, 1 through 4, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. If you've asked Jesus to be in your heart, you know his voice. So you can't use that as an excuse not to prophesy over people. This little video uh, is an experiment that they did. I don't know if it was in Denmark or it was a foreign country. And it's about a sheep herder. And he demonstrates how sheep know his voice. So I hope you guys can all see it. Do we need to turn the lights off or can you see it okay? Okay. <laughs> One more time. Oh, <laughs> 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 
said we're like sheep so we know his voice and don't be afraid that you're not hearing his voice because you are okay <clears throat> we can learn to hear and recognize God's voice by doing these things spend time with God alone in your quiet time I like to journal um, read and study his word the more familiar you are with his word, the more familiar you are with him because he is his word. Praise and worship him. Pray in the spirit. Journal and sit still and listen. There's a, uh, there's a book called, by Mark Verkler called Dialogue with God. And he is a left brain person. So this is very foreign to him because uh, hearing the voice of God is like a right brain function. So he purposed to learn how to hear the Lord. And so uh, the book Dialogue with God is our ways that God showed him how to hear him. And uh, it's really an interesting, um, really interesting book. It helped me a lot. Um, what I started doing as a result of reading that book is I would start writing down maybe a paragraph of prayers, just praising the Lord and thanking him. And then I would just be quiet and I would just start to listen. And I would write down what I thought I heard the Lord saying to me. And um, I started keeping a journal, and I don't do it every day, but um, when I've gone back and looked in that journal, I am amazed at the things the Lord has shared with me and, and spoken through me, because it was obviously not me. You know, it was obviously, it had the handprint of the Lord on it. So I would encourage you, if uh, you have a desire to, to um, hear the Lord better, to try that as one of your exercises. You will, uh, it will bless you very much so. Um, I know I'm kind of going pretty fast. It's because I'm tired and my voice is weird. Uh, do you guys have any questions so far? Okay, I appreciate that. Um, the lady that helped us with putting uh, both manuals together is very gifted, and she would come up with little acronyms. And so on page 18, learning to speak accurately into lives, the lives of others, um, these are some of the ways that God can speak to us. And so as I read them, if you have experienced that and would like to share that with me, I'd like to hear, hear about it. Uh, one way the Lord will speak to us is through Scripture. 
So has there ever been a time in your life when the Lord would, or when a scripture just totally leaped out at you for the situation that you were in? And does anybody want to share one of those times? Anything come to mind right offhand? That's great. Yes, that's great. And scripture is a sword. It's a powerful weapon against the enemy. So thank you for sharing that. Have you ever had, and I'm, I can say, I'm sure you have, but an urge to pray for somebody. You know, all of a sudden God drops somebody's name into you or, or you'll look at somebody and they remind you of, I know he's done this with me. I'll look at somebody all throughout the day, it'll be different people, but they'll remind me of a certain person. And, and like, oh, oh, okay, finally, I get it, Lord. I'll, I'll start to pray for that person. So that's called prophetic intercession. And um, I, have any of you experienced that? Yes, you have. <laughs> Anytime you've prayed for somebody. Well, how about dreams? Who has had prophetic dreams? I know my husband has. Okay, Joy. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we that's a perfect example of a prophetic dream yeah. thank you anybody else want to share one 
bed one night and the Lord just started to speak to me this dream all night long and he said, this is what you must do. He kept giving me a real specific thing that I had to do. And I woke up the next day and I told several people and they immediately had the confirmation that it was right. Yes. awesome yep. sometimes he talks to us in in uh, when we're sleeping because that's when we're the quietest and he can get our attention so Tom I know my husband has had a lot of spiritual warfare dreams and I'm a real strong believer that if you are in spiritual warfare during your dream it's actually taking place and we've seen deliverances and um, did you want to share any of those okay <laughs> found out that when I first found out that, that I had cancer um, I had a dream and it was very specific and it was like no dream I'd ever had before and I was fighting this I was fighting this monster and this monster looked like a uh, uh, it looked like Godzilla is what it looked like and um, it was a dark night it had been raining and the streets were wet and it it was kind of like in New York because all those houses were real, like next to each other, you know, attached. And uh, I had a sword, and this this uh, Godzilla had a sword, and we were doing this sword battle, and I had swung around in one of my really nifty ninja moves, <laughs> and I cut this monster's head off, all except for one little piece of flesh. His head just went back on on his back. And I thought, cool, I did it, you know. And then the head came back up, and the monster wasn't dead, and it kept coming after me. And we were going down, we were fighting down the street, and my brother was sitting over on one of the steps of one of these buildings, and he threw me a rod. He goes, Tom, and he threw me this big rod, and I took that rod, and I rammed it right up the back inside of this monster, and it didn't kill it. And when this monster swung around with his sword, he cut me on the forearm, and I just saw it lay wide open. And I thought, whoa, I'm out of here. This is a dream. I knew I knew I was in a dream. I knew I was dreaming. But this was more than, than just a typical dream. And so I woke up. Okay? You can take it from there. Because you thought that I hadn't killed the monster. Right. Uh, the, <clears throat> this was before Tom was di like two weeks before he was diagnosed with cancer and so unbeknownst to us at the time we had already done the spiritual battle through this dream and um, had already won the spiritual battle but didn't know it and, ha and ended up having to walk through the actual process of chemotherapy and that kind of stuff but um, when Tom told me that he made himself wake up I knew that I knew it wasn't finished. And so uh, I am an intercessor. And um, one night the Lord woke me up and this, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but just this uh, urgency to pray came over me. And I was, I was praying about that situation and I cut the head off, completely off of that spirit that tried to kill Tom. And, and then just this joy exploded out of my spirit and 
you would have thought that with all of that, it was like a week later that he was diagnosed. With all of that, we would have walked with great faith, you know, through the whole cancer trial, but I was pathetic. I was also pregnant, but um, I didn't have any faith, and um, we had already won the battle, but God had shown us through prophetic dreams. Now, here's a, a word of caution. When I was new to the prophetic, I would have dreams about people dying, and I thought they were just going to die because I had that dream, but the truth is God shows you that so you can pray, pray against that. You don't want to speak that out that they're going to die. You just lift that up to the Lord and pray Lord, I come against this attack of death against this person. So that's just a word of caution if you have those kind of dreams. Okay? Because God's always the author of life. Um, so dreams are important. And, uh, you know, there's lots of good books on dream interpretation. And uh, people encourage you to have a pad and paper by your bed to write down your dream as soon as you wake up because it's real easy to forget it, you know, as the day wears on. And um, a lot of times if you are obedient to do that, the Lord will show you uh, significant uh, information as you put it before him and ask him, you know, what does this dream mean? What does this part mean? He'll start to give you the understanding of that. So don't discount it is what I'm trying to say. Has anybody ever had an open vision or a trance or an animated picture uh, in their time with the Lord? We'll, we'll go over here this time. Wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, and he wants to, you know, to he wants to use willing and available vessels. So don't think that you're not significant enough to use because he will use anybody that's available. Um, sometimes uh, an, another way the Lord speaks is through a physical sensation, and we talked, or Tom talked about that with words of knowledge, you know, for, for healing and, and stuff like that. Sometimes you can get an impression. I'm sh have have show of hands anybody that's received impressions from the Lord. You just knew that you knew about something. There's no way you should know it, but you just know. So, um, yes. Sometimes you'll hear an inner voice. Has anybody had angelic visitation, or have you seen angels? Yeah. You want to share? Oh, you want to share? <laughs> it was like kind of overwhelmed because they were really big and then the other time I saw them there was this lady who used to sing on our worship team here and um, she was moving she was canned and when she was singing I just saw these three angels and they were like surrounding her awesome so. cool. you know that's something you can ask for is ask the Lord to open your eyes to see and there's two-thirds more angels than demons, so I much prefer seeing angelic activity than the demonic. So, um, uh, When our youngest son was born, that was right uh, at the same time Tom was going through the cancer ordeal. And uh, Jesse was, he was induced, and so uh, sometimes that can cause jaundice. And um, he got so jaundiced that the whites of his eyes turned yellow green oh my gosh it was awful and already emotional because of tom sickness and and just having a baby and um so it was the night before we were going to have to take jesse to the doctor and his crib was in our bedroom and i was just crying out to the lord i, I was just so upset and all of a sudden the lord just allowed me to see jesse's guardian angel and he was standing by the crib and he was big and you know what that picture because I know that angel is still with Jesse Jesse played football through college he's got a motorcycle that you know kind of stuff and and I just know that I know his angel is is taking care of him and so that brought me a lot of peace that was I thought very gracious of the Lord to allow me to see that because it really helped a, a, a mom that was uh, traumatized <laughs> um, have you ever felt compelled to sing in the spirit over someone have any of you guys ever done that? It is a beautiful thing. There's, there's, a, there's a gentleman in our, on our healing team who will do that pretty frequently. And it's, even though he's singing over the person that we're ministering to, it ministers to all of us. So I would encourage you to, to allow him to use you in that way. Or just in, your, in the course of your day, I, I deliver mail, so I'm in a vehicle for four hours a day, just me and, and God. I'll just sing in the spirit and I have such a good time because nobody can hear me. <laughs> and that's a blessing, believe me. So um, just allow him to stretch you and to use you in different ways because the more familiar you get with the different ways that God can speak, 
the closer you'll get to him, the more you'll be able to help other people, and the more you'll be able to be, you know, God's voice to them. It's just a fun thing. Sometimes God will highlight part of a person's outfit. Um, when they come into the healing rooms for prophetic ministry, many times we've never seen these people at all. We don't know who they are. And God will just like maybe highlight their tennis shoes or something, and then he'll give you a word uh, uh, surrounding that. I know Sherry does that quite often, and, and it's beautiful to see how the Lord can just take an object and completely turn it to bless this person. We might try an exercise like that in a few minutes, but it's, it'll stretch you, but it's fun. It's fun because you have to put your trust in God. And any time you have to trust God, that's good. Um, Tom mentioned earlier that he heard the audible voice of God. Have any of you guys ever heard the audible voice? So, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, okay, so those are different ways that we can hear the voice of God. Right now, I would like to do an exercise and don't feel threatened by it, uh, but I would encourage everyone to take part in it. I would like Kim to come and stand in the front. And then I would like each of you to give just one word to her. Speak over her one word that God puts on your heart. So we'll pray first. Lord, we just ask for uh, one prophetic word to speak over Kim that will bless her, strength her, strengthen her, encourage her, and comfort her. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, ahead of time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So do we want to go down the line or do we just want to do popcorn? Mighty. Protected. Encourager. Grace. Persistent. Faithful. Anointed. Obedient. Fabulous, yes. What was the other one? Strong. Powerful. Softness. What was that one? Loving. Loving. Diligent. Wisdom. Wisdom. Did somebody say faithful already? Yeah. You can give more than one if you get more than one. Love. <laughs> That's a good lesson right there. Don't assume somebody else is going to say it. God may be wanting to speak that through you. Just be obedient. Precious? Forgiving. <laughs> Huggable. That's fun. Set apart. Genuine? Gentle. I'd say genuine also. Did you have one, honey? Oh, I thought you said you had one. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Good. And how do you feel now? Really encouraged. Okay, that good. Was really nice. It worked. Yeah. Good. See, it's not hard to be prophetic at all. 
Tom used to confess all the time that he wasn't prophetic, and he's finally learning not to do that anymore because he's very prophetic. He just, uh, God speaks to people in their own language. So that's another fun thing that God does. Uh, one time I got a prophecy. Uh, it, it was before Tom was really on fire for the Lord. I'd gone to a prophetic, prophetic school, and this young man was prophesying over me, and he, he was saying, and your husband He's going to be a mean Holy Ghost machine. He's like a German shepherd. And um, what, that, what that young man didn't know was that I grew up with German shepherds, and they were my favorite dog. And so God used my language to speak to my heart, and he'll do that. And, that, and that's how you kind of know it's him, you know. It talks to you in words that only, only he knows. So it's just a lot of fun uh, to minister prophetically and... Um, I think right now I would like to break up in groups of three or four, okay? And then we will, um, once you do, let's do that first, and then I'll tell you what we'll do from there. Try to get with people you don't know, because that, groups of three or four, it'll just take a couple minutes. doing on time. Okay, hurry up. We need somebody up here. Come on, don't fight it. We're good. There you go. Okay, there you go. That's good. Okay, we're good, baby. Okay. So we're just going to take turns, and you're going to get an encouraging word for someone in your group until every person in the group has gotten at least one encouraging word. So we'll just take a couple of minutes, and then I'll say switch and um, until everybody in the group has had a chance to get encouraging words. Does that make sense? And so if you get a scripture, if you get a picture, if you get anything, just trust the Lord that it's from him to be bold and Speak it out, okay? All right, begin. <laughs> that's, the, that's good. It's the way it works. Okay. I would say it's a good thing. Okay, good. We about ready, guys? Was that fun? Did you hear something new? Were you encouraged? Were you strengthened? Were you comforted? Okay, good. Then you all get A's. Okay, I just have a couple more things, and then uh, we'll be done. But um, I like to call this the anatomy of a prophetic word. There's three parts to a prophetic word. There's the initial revelation that you get, then there's the um, interpretation, and then there's the application. And that, 
the more you do it, the easier that gets. But when we're on a prophetic team, uh, it's been very fun to see. Uh, like uh, sometimes I'll just get a picture and I, I don't get anything to go with it. But as soon as I get something, I ask the Lord in my head. I go, Lord, what does that mean? What's the interpretation of what you're showing me? What am I supposed to do with that? Sometimes he gives it to me. Sometimes he doesn't. If I keep getting the picture and I don't get the interpretation, I'll just go ahead and speak it out. I mean, because we're, we're limited on time. You're doing all this just in a few minutes, you know. I'll ask the Lord. Oh, I'll go ahead and speak out. Say, well, I'm seeing a picture of a field, but the Lord's not showing me any more than that. Nine times out of ten, one of my other teammates will say, well, this is what the Lord's telling me about that field. And then they'll, they'll um, fill it out for you. And, and then the third teammate will say, and that means that you're supposed to do this, this, and this with that. Or um, do you, does that make sense to you? So you get the revelation, the initial, whether it's a picture, a scripture, uh, a phrase. Sometimes I see things. Sometimes I hear things. You wait on the Lord. And if he gives you more, go ahead and share that when he gives it to you. And then, um, like, the, sometimes uh, <coughs> the Lord will say, will show me a picture. Well, like the thing with the ladles. He showed me the revelation first that he was pouring it out on people. And then he told me the interpretation was that he was going to release his glory, give you new gifts, those kind of things. And then, uh, actually, I don't think I did the application part on that one. What would be the application on that? What are you supposed to do with the glory that God pours over you today? Yes, you're supposed to share it. Share the love. So that's an example of the um, anatomy of a prophetic word. There was the revelation, interpretation, application. What it means and what you do with it. God is so interested in character more than accuracy. Accuracy is important, but he's, he's more concerned with the character that we demonstrate. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be, you know, to demonstrate his character through the prophetic word. That just comes with time and experience. The more you can practice it, the easier it gets. The first time you do it, it's pretty scary, but then you'll see the look of... Uh, on the person's face, like you nailed it, and then that encourages you and gives you confidence to do it the next time. So there's be, there'll be times when you miss it, and um, you can't let that take your legs out from under you. If you miss it, you just ask the Lord to forgive you and to help you do better the next time. You just keep going. The healing rooms are a very safe environment to learn and to grow like that, and so I would encourage you to get in, some, in that kind of environment if you want to exercise your prophetic gifts. Because, or, or hook up with some prophetic ministries. We have a young man uh, who's in a wheelchair in Kavika in Loveland, and um, he, he goes out and does treasure hunts. He goes out and, and prophesies over strangers, and he'll post videos on Facebook, and it's so much fun. He stopped somebody in Hobby Lobby the other day and um, said, well, we're, you know, we're taking a class. We're learning how to hear God's voice. Is it okay if we practice on you? And, and they usually say yes. And so he goes, well, I just see that the Lord is doing this, 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 and this. And the more he talked, the more you could see, because he had a GoPro camera on his head. So you could see the person he was talking to. And you could just see this guy's face start to relax. At first he was nervous, like, what's going on here, you know? But as Kavika continued to share what he, the Lord was showing him, 
this guy, he just started getting into it, and he started to get excited. And you could tell that uh, that was a really good experience for him. Kavika's very experienced. He goes out and does that a lot. Um, the, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. So I just encourage you to be able to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the, let's see. Oh, the last thing I want to just go over real quickly is how can you tell if a prophetic word is good? So it's on page 20, and there's a few guidelines to go by. Does it line up with Scripture? God will never prophesy something over someone that doesn't go according to his word. He'll never prophesy over somebody that they're supposed to leave their wife and marry somebody else. That goes against Scripture. That's an obvious one, you know, but those kind of things. Um, so always check it with Scripture. Uh, another way to, to check it is that inner witness. Does it bring peace to your heart? Does it bring agitation? Does it totally not sit right with you? Sometimes somebody will give a word that's so far out in the future, it doesn't bring you peace. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Just ask the Lord to give you wisdom, give you his timing. He may be telling that to you 10 years in advance so that he's planting a seed, you know, so that seed can germinate and bear fruit. Um, <coughs> So use that inner witness <clears throat> uh, according to Colossians uh, 3.15, but um, don't totally discount it if you don't have that immediately. Have you sought the Lord in prayer about it? And you, have you asked him his opinion? That's, that's very critical. Lord, is this from you? Is this, what do you want me to do with this? Um, it's important that when you get a word, you do something with it. He doesn't want you to just sit on it and do nothing. He doesn't expect it... Uh, you know, if he's telling you uh, that he's giving you um, a heart for the nations, ask him, well, Lord, then what's my next step? Am I supposed to go to missionary school? Am I supposed to do this or that? Just put it before him. He's got a plan for you. He'll, he'll show you what to do. Uh, does it confirm words that you've gotten in the past? Uh, many times people will come into the healing rooms, uh, prophetic rooms, and they'll say, that confirms everything that God's just been telling me. And so that makes us feel good because we're hearing the Lord. It makes them feel good because it's a confirmation, and uh, there's no way we could have known that unless it was the Lord. So that's encouraging to us too. Um, we encourage you to put like a very a significant word, if you get a very significant word, uh, discuss it with your pastor if you have a good relationship with him like that. Like that young man that th decided he was just going to pack up and go to Africa because what we had said. If he would have discussed that with his pastor, his pastor would have, you know, brought him back down and, and uh, encouraged him to, to seek it a little bit further. So that's another good check and balance system. Um, has God confirmed it to you since you received it? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So, uh, Maybe it's the first time you've heard it, but then someone will come along uh, a week later and say, well, I just heard the Lord say this about you. And it's like, well, they just said that about me. Maybe this is legit. Maybe it's really going to happen. So those are some ways <clears throat> that you can um, find out if it really is from the Lord. And so your responsibility is to follow through by, uh, I strongly encourage you to print out prophetic words that you get. That way you can read over them. You can wage warfare with them. It talks about that in Timothy. Wage warfare with the prophetic words spoken over you. If the Lord has called you uh, to the mission field or if he's called you to be a teacher, and that's the furthest thing from your training, but there's a desire in your heart for it, then say, but the Lord said that I would be a teacher and come into agreement with his word. And as you declare it out, you're waging warfare with it. We know the power of our spoken words. Ask the Lord to give you a time frame. 
Ask him what your part in is it. Ask him if there was um, anything that he wants you to do. Ask him to empower you if there's something that needs to be done and you don't feel like you can. Ask him to give you uh, the preparation that you need. And then just stand on the word. Stand in faith. Don't discount it. Don't uh, discard it. Uh, but trust the Lord. Trust that he's going to um, fulfill. He, he watches over his word to perform it. He will fulfill it. So um, those are just some of the very basic things. And um, <clears throat> right now I would like to... Uh, do I have any volunteers? We're going to do a demo like we do in the healing room. So I want a team of three volunteers to come up to be part of a prophetic team. And I'm not picking you. I'm just letting you volunteer so you don't feel totally uncomfortable. Come on. I need three. This is a safe place. It's a good place to learn. Come on. Thank you, Jojo. <laughs> if this young lady can do it, I know that you older people can do it. Come on. I will pick if I have to. Yay, thank you. And I need one more brave soul. Yeah, Laramie, come on. Stand forth. Okay, you're elected. Come on. Yeah. You are ready. Yes. And so what happens, and we're going to prophesy over Pastor Jay. So what happens is, welcome to the healing rooms. Thank you. We're glad you're here today. And we open in prayer. And if it's their first time, we explain what we do. Um, we're a team that we're just going to listen to God and share with you what we hear him telling us about you. It won't be anything bad. It'll always be within the boundaries of encouraging you and strengthening you and building you up. If we're quiet, it's because we're listening to what the Lord wants to say. And uh, we ask that you don't say anything until the very end. And then if you need to give us feedback or ask questions, you can do it then. And that's how we open. So, Father, we just thank you for Pastor Jay. We ask that you would give him words that would encourage him and strengthen him and build him up. And we pray that you would release the prophetic anointing on each of these beautiful people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if he shows you a picture, ask him, Lord, what does this picture mean? And if he doesn't answer it and you still keep getting the picture, go ahead and share it. And then one of the others might have something to to build on that. Okay, I do have a picture. Yay! <laughs> I have a picture of you running on a path. It's, it's uh, grass. It's a very nice path. That's what I have. Okay, good. I keep hearing the word endurance, so that goes along with running. That's good. Yeah. Tying these together, there's a path that you've been on for a long time. A 
And that happens. The spirit overwhelms you at times. Breakthrough is coming. You've been faithful. And God's going to bring breakthrough. I want to share something here real quick. Because he spoke it out, that activated breakthrough. You see the power in the prophetic word? Now breakthrough has been activated. Now there's an expectation in his heart that breakthrough is coming. God has restored hope in a weary land. So, yeah. You said endurance, right? Yes. You know, endurance implies to me faithfulness. You've endured, you've been faithful, you haven't quit, you haven't given up. That says a lot. There's a lot. So that's called unpacking the word. Uh, you got get, That's the the um, interpretation, the explanation of the, the, the revelation that he's given you. I, I do see uh, not really so much faces. I can't really explain what it looks like, but people joy. Joy and happiness um, on the trail. Yes. <laughs> Farther down. I see. Yeah. And to me, that the Lord is showing you that because the enemy's tried to steal your joy, hasn't he? And so God is saying he's restoring it. He's restoring your joy. And y'all feel free to add in if you've got something to. The um, joyful faces, um, what I saw was um, Pastor Dave, you um, impart a lot more joy to people than sometimes. Amen. And don't let the silence bother you. Sometimes we'll go two or three minutes without saying anything, but then it's worth it. Because if you're you're listening that actively and that hard to give God, to give them an accurate word from God, that's worth it. It doesn't make them uncomfortable. It might make you uncomfortable at first, but once you get the word or you hear one of the other team members give the word, you realize it is worth it. It's so worth it to sit and listen. So did any of you get a flash, a picture of anything that just flashed through your mind, but that's all you got? Or did any of you get a scripture that flashed through? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scripture, the one about takes my feet out of the miry clay and sets me on the solid rock. One of my favorites. Because it's a team situation, it. We've had nights when we've been so busy and we've been shorthanded where it's been only two on a team instead of three. I can't tell you the difference that that third person makes because when it's just two, there's a lot, kind of a lot of pressure on you to come up with something. And um, 
And then, because there's only two, you have to come up with more. So I really love it when there's three team members because it takes a lot of the pressure off and then God builds on what the other one says. Would you like to share what any of those, how those words encouraged you? Well, the thing about breakthrough coming, uh, the Lord gave me, <laughs> gave me a promise about the harvest. Yes. Years ago, um, and uh, I pursued that. And you've endured. Yes. Good. Uh, uh, yesterday, when we got here. I saw a picture of uh, just row after row after row of ready fields, ready for the harvest. And so I do know that that's a word for you. And I know that it's coming. And I know that you're not going to cast away your confidence and that you're not going to give up too soon because he's put that endurance within you. And even as she spoke it out, it's helped strengthen that endurance. You're encouraged now. And he strengthened you to keep plowing on. So... Do you all kind of get the whole gist of how this works and, and what an impact it can have on a person's life and why God has such a hunger and a desire that we would all prophesy to share his heart? That's all it is. It's sharing his heart with the people that he loves. You're his voice. So thank you for our awesome team. Yay. You did good. And I appreciate you guys uh, sticking through to the end after your long training sessions. So I'm just going to pray over you and... Uh, turn it over but lord i just thank you for the hungry hearts in this room and for those that have already gone home and i pray that you would uh, ignite a greater passion for your prophetic for hearing your voice for communicating with you and sharing that communication with others i pray that you would open up opportunities and doors of utterance for them to practice the the gift of prophecy and i pray that you would encourage them and strengthen them that when they do step out in faith that it will be a wonderful experience for them in encouraging them to continue to do it and i thank you for this wonderful church. I thank you for Laramie. I thank you for Cheyenne. I thank you for Wyoming. I thank you for the work that you're doing and the angels that you have on assignment in this area. I thank you for the faithful prayer warriors, the servants of the Lord that lay down their lives on a daily basis. And so, Lord, we just bless them mightily. We pray that their cup overflows in every area with the goodness of the Lord, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.